I want you to look in the book of Numbers. I've got two passages of Scripture I want to look at today. One comes from Numbers chapter 16. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. This front part of your Bible. Exodus chapter 16. And then in a little while... Huh? Exodus or Numbers? No, Numbers. Did I say Exodus? I don't... Numbers. Did I... Numbers chapter 16. Numbers chapter 16. And then we're going to make some New Testament application over in Colossians chapter 4. So we'll be making our way that way here pretty quick. My thoughts today are along the lines of just expect anything. Expect anything and be ready for everything. Because I think it's just about, it's going to get wild on us here pretty darn quick. And so... Here lately, I've been at home, Elisa and Blake and I, we've been praying over a whole lot of things, and it's just like uh, we don't know what to expect in a lot of things, but at the same time, what I'm trying to do is is, is be, be ready for everything and anything. And it seems to me like we're encountering everything and anything. You never know what's going to come up next. You never know what's going to happen today. But the uh, truth is we should never be caught completely by surprise at anything. I think if we're uh, living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, and things like this, we know it's not going to be easy. We know there's hardships and difficulties along the way. We shouldn't be caught completely off guard when bad news comes and bad things happen and things like that. We shouldn't be all that caught off guard when God blesses us in the midst of all those trials and tribulations. Good things happen as well. It's all good. Amen. It's, it all serves its purpose from the Lord. Mary was sharing with me earlier a victory in her family about how her daughter and her grandson son have made some reconciliation you know what it took for that to happen for for the daughter to have a heart attack daughter had a heart attack and reconciliation comes to the to the family god isn't it amazing how god does some things it's those when things happen it's, it's bad sometimes but there's also some good all things work together for good to those who love the lord and are called according to his purposes uh, Mary, Mary'd been praying for her grandson and daughter for a long. We joined Mary in those prayers, huh? Three years, been praying for that. She didn't pray that her daughter would have a heart attack. When her daughter had a heart attack, she was calling up everybody saying, "Pray for my daughter. She's had a heart attack." But look at how the Lord answers prayers. Isn't it amazing how the Lord answers prayers? There are things that are coming, difficult things that are coming. I think we have uh, judgments upon the earth being poured out and everything right now. It's hard telling what's going to happen next. I just know that things are going to happen. And they may come at you uh, hard and fast, and they may come at you hard and furious. But listen, your hope is in the Lord. Amen? Our hope is in Christ. And, and so uh, today, I just want us to have that sense of anticipation. You don't know what to expect, but the Holy Spirit is with you. God is with us. Be ready. Be prepared in all seasons of, of uh, trial, all seasons of things. Be just ready to just uh, storm, storm the earth. <laughs> you know, whatever it is God gives you, get after it. Take it out. And I'm telling you what, there's going to be some things. You're going to marvel at some things, I think, that, that we see. Look in chapter 16 for a moment of Numbers. 
And I want you to begin in verse 41. Chapter 16 of Numbers, verse 41. It says this, But on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, Ye have killed the people of the Lord. Let me tell you what's going on here. Earlier in the chapter, uh, Korah, there was a guy named Korah. He was one of the leaders of one of the tribes. He gathered up like a 250 guys that were like leaders of the clan. They were people who were, uh, you know, were notable people within the, the tribes. And they approached Aaron and Moses complaining. But they kind of took a subtle kind of approach to it and they come to him and they say they first of all Aaron is is a there's all of all the tribes of, of Israel the the Levitical tribe was the one who was set apart for God they were the ones who were supposed to minister to the Lord they were the ones in charge of of uh, seeking the you know the, the the law of God and and the will of God and serving the people and they were the priest of the bunch and when the land was all divided up all the other tribes got a piece of land, but, but, but uh, Levi, the tribe of Levi didn't because theirs was to serve God and in, 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 in others in, in that. Well, Korah comes up and they go to Moses and Aaron and he, and he begins to complain about it. Well, how come you guys think you're so holy? You know, why do you think you're so holy? They looked at themselves and said, we're just as holy as you are. And, and that is, you know, the, they all belong to the Lord and they were holy in that respect, but they begin to complain against Moses and Aaron. Who put you in charge of this? Well, this angered the Lord so much that the earth opened up and it's begin, and then it, it swallowed Korah. It swallowed these 250 guys that were gathered around and it was like this, this big disaster began to happen where the, God's anger was stirred up in it because not only were they complaining against God and were they complaining against Moses and Aaron, but in a sense they were complaining against God for the leadership that He had chosen for them and the, and the, the division that they had that He had made. And, and uh, they didn't like all of this. And so they begin to complain against Moses and Aaron. In a sense, it's the same thing as complaining against God. God's anger stirred up again. And it said that He opened up the earth and the earth swallowed up all of these people. Well, then they begin to complain against Moses and Aaron. And here in verse 41, it says, and tomorrow all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, saying, ye have, ye have killed the people of the Lord. They're blaming Moses and Aaron for what just happened. And it wasn't Moses and Aaron that did it. Moses and Aaron was trying to warn them. But here this plague had happened, this just great, this natural disaster had taken place, and everybody had, were, the people were being killed, and they blamed the very people who loved them the most. This is your fault. Isn't it crazy? how sometimes the people that you love the most you're trying to you're trying to help in every way you possibly can when things go wrong it's like your fault you, you know it's amazing how many people blame me even for all of their dadgum problems because simply I just told them what the problem was I'm just the messenger you know I'm not the one it's not my fault but it's amazing how that kind of thing happens and you guys know exactly what I'm talking about amen and so sometimes you get to blame whether it's your fault or not but this even, and as soon as this happened, if, if God was going to open up the earth and swallow these 250 plus people because of their what they had done, and now they come to Moses and said, now you're the one who's killed them, the anger of the Lord now is real. If it was kindled and, and it, before, it was really going to be kindled up now. Now look at verse 42. 
It says, And it came to pass when the congregation had gathered, gathered against Moses and against Aaron that they looked toward the tabernacle of the congregation and behold the cloud covered it and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of the congregation and the Lord spake unto Moses saying, Get you up from among the congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And they fell upon their faces. Here's this is an amazing thing. God's anger stirred. But look at what happened. Now I want us to compare ourselves here with, with Moses and Aaron in this situation. The anger of God is kindled against the people. He's already opened up the earth in a terrible natural disaster. What we would term as a natural disaster. had, had take, It wasn't a natural disaster. It was always a God-made disaster. I think a lot of the natural things we think is just Mother Nature, natural disasters that are happening, uh, plaguing the, the earth today are not so coincidental or anything like that. There's a purpose behind the things that are happening. Here the earth opens up and the earth just literally swallows people. And now the anger of the Lord is kindled against them. They're blaming Moses and Aaron for this disaster that has taken place. And, and, and the, the Lord in His anger has told, told Moses and Aaron to get up. Get up that I may consume them in a moment. But instead of getting up, Aaron and Moses fall on the ground. God tells them to get up so that I can consume them. But instead of getting up, Moses and Aaron just fell on the ground, fell on their faces before the God, before God, and they begin to intercede on behalf of, of the people. Look, look, look at what happens here in verse 46. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar, and put on and put on incense, and go quickly unto the congregation and making an atonement for them or a propitiation kind of thing what's happening here is that they're he's trying to they're trying to appease the uh, the anger of God they're trying to make sacrifice on behalf of the people because they're stupid they're not smart enough to make sacrifices for themselves they're angering God and so here Moses and Aaron knowing that the anger of God is kindled they are they're rushing out they're rushing out to the altar they're coming to the and God tells Moses tells Aaron to grab some Coals from grab some fire from the altar and and rush out into the congregation because they're trying as a as a as a propitiation it says or as an atonement they're trying to appease here the anger of God that has been kindled up for them and there was and there for look at look at verse forty six again and Moses said unto Aaron take a censer and put fire therein from off the altar and put an incense and go quickly unto the congregation and make an atonement for them for there is wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation. And behold, the plague was begun among the people. And he put on incense and made an atonement for the people. The plague has begun. This, Folks, listen. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm drawing, I'm drawing parallel to the day in which we live in today. We are under some type of judgment. The judgment of God. We've mocked God and turned our back toward Him too many times. And it's not gone without warning. We have been warned. In fact, I think the things that we are seeing today are warnings that are being fired off today. There are plagues upon the earth. There are, I think we're, we're under judgment. Well, I think, I think the church is under judgment right now. I think there's a judgment upon the church. If we believe that this nation is under judgment, remember this, 
that God says that, that judgment will first come to the house of God. So if the nation is under judgment, therefore you can automatically conclude whether you can identify it or see it or not, just know. We're blinded to so many things. But even the church, I think God's wrath is being poured out upon even the church today. I think God's judgment is being poured out upon this nation. You know how I think that? You know what I think? I think it's all this incompetent leadership that we have today is nothing more than, than, than judgment being poured out upon the land. It is judgment upon the land. We, there is not a human being alive that is able to fix the problems, to correct the problems that we're facing today. We have no leadership anywhere. Is it not frightening to you? There is no human being alive today that has the capacity to fix the problems that we have today. And we get the leaders that we want. It's no mistake we have the president that we have or anything like that. And I pray for the president every, every day I lift up the leadership of this nation. But he cannot fix the problems that we have. It's, it's like it's craziness. Are you with me here? We, you remember in the, when, when, the, when the people chose Saul as being their king. God, God picked the people go before... Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Samuel? And they asked for a king and, and Samuel warns them, now God is your king. And, and because of their disobedience to the Lord, God said, well, go ahead and give them a king. But the day will come when they will regret the king that they, that they have chosen. We're in the same boat today. You know what the crazy thing about it is? God gives us what we deserve. Now, here's even the crazier thing. God gives us what we ask for. <laughs> we, we are under this burden. We are under this judgment that upon the land because we prayed for it. Because we asked God for it. We asked Him. And, and so He delivers it. You want this type of government? You want this type of leadership? Well, I'll just give you this type of leadership. And it becomes judgment to us. Amen? There's, there's plagues being poured out upon the earth even now. I see we were talking about cancers and things like this. I, I don't know about you, but I am seeing a, a, a sicknesses and illnesses and things coming to people. I'm, I don't know if I've ever been in a time in my life when I've known of so many cases of things like cancer. Where's the protection? I, I don't know. It's crazy. Folks, listen. I think I think we're under some type of a financial judgment upon. I think there's some kind of wrath being poured out on the financial institutions and everything upon the land. Your money's not safe. This this this, this economic thing that we're into, we we're being lied to. This is all going to fall out from underneath us. Now here's what I'm saying. Be ready. Be ready for everything and anything because everything and anything is going to happen and it's going to come at you from a hundred different directions. It's going to come at us from a thousand different directions. But I believe it's going to flee from us <laughs> as well. There's something about it. Be ready. You see, what he's, you see what he's saying here? Go stand. Go take something from the altar. Take the censer and put the fire thereon from the altar and put it on this incense and quickly into the congregation. Take it and run quickly into the congregation as an atonement. This is our job. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be able to take something from the altar, take the fire from the altar, and run out into the congregation. Look what happens here as an atonement for the people. Look at verse 48. And it says, and he, stood, and he stood between the dead and the living and the plague was stayed. Can you see that? 
The plague was stayed. He stood before the dead and the living. This is that priestly kind of function. This is that prophetic kind of function. It reminds me of that verse that talks about how they stand between the porch and the altar interceding for the people. You know, there's a time when you've got to turn just like Aaron and them. They're, they're inter interceding on behalf of the people. They turn their backs to, to the congregation and they, they go to the Lord and they plead to the Lord making intercession, making sacrifice to the God to God on behalf of the people. Why? Because the plagues have happened. Why? Because the plagues are started. And then there's times they turn around and they begin, they have to prophesy and speak the words of God, but you'll see them standing between the dead and the living. The dead and the living. That's our role right now. We are in the gap right now. You and I, every person in this congregation, we're standing in that gap, that space between the, the dead and the living. And we're supposed to stand up, take from the, take fire from the altar. And I don't exactly know what the fire is. I've heard, you know, I think of Isaiah when Isaiah the, the, they took the tongues and the burning coal from the altar and Isaiah touched his lips and it purged him of his sins. I'm thinking in terms of that. I've had I've heard this preached before and, and the fire from the altar it represents things like the Holy Spirit I've heard it things like represents the Word of God and stuff I, I'm fine with all of that it doesn't make, it doesn't make a difference to me it's all, I think it's a combination of it all I think it's the Word of God the Holy Spirit and the power of a blameless life you're supposed to run up to the altar and take from the altar there's got to be fire Fire from the altar. Now look, you know what? I look. I feel like I'm preaching to the most dead bunch of people I've ever faced in my life. Come on now. There's got to be fire from the altar. And we, when we, when we come into the presence of God, we stand up and we take fire from the altar, and we go. And it says, "Will you flee?" You run into the midst of the congregation. You pick it up and you take it out and you run with it in the midst of the people. And you stand between the living and the dead. That's us. I went to a... I shared this earlier. I, went, I preached in another church yesterday. And it was a, it was a, it was a good experience. And, it, and here's the crazy thing. It's a good church, good pastor, everything's good. Everything's good. And... Uh, but I, I preached, and it was amazing how I'm sitting there, and it's like it's like everything's falling like on deaf ears. And I'm talking about loving Jesus to the point of it costing your life. I'm, my message is loving love you love Jesus, and it's sacrificial. I'm talking about you love Jesus till it hurts. That's what I'm talking. Well, that was my message. It was basically you just love Jesus till it just kills you. Uh, thing, a kind of a kind of a message. And I preached that message, and there were people in there, and it was a nice facility, brand new, practically sanctuary and everything in the place. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've ever preached any place like that. And and uh, as I'm preaching, this it's amazing how nobody's there's a there's a lot of people who aren't paying attention. There's a, there's some who you know those those that that uh, they get that nervous laugh. They you know what I'm saying? Things get so it gets so it's, it's the, the presence of God, the, the spirit is so, it's like one of those type of things that makes some people so dadgum nervous they've got to giggle through the whole service. And then if they can't pay attention to themselves, they're sure they're 
they're going to talk and disrupt the person next to them. They refuse to hear a word of God themselves, and they're going to make sure that everybody around them gets disrupted and everything at the same time. There was some of that going on. And there was also, but at the same time, there were a few starving souls in there. I'm sitting there preaching, and there was this, there was, I could see some hunger into the hearts, and, and I'm looking into starvation or something like that. And there was some people, oh man, and there was a few of them that were just being fed with everything that, that, that came from the pulpit. It, it, was, it was a blessing to them. And I could tell that they were getting, they were just getting blessed till they're, you know, you know, out, out their ears. They were just receiving so much they couldn't believe what it was they were hearing. And man, I saw, so I focused in on that kind of stuff. But here's, here's the, here's the problem. I, I'm, I'm in there and the place has got everything going for it, but there's no fire from the altar. Can you hear what I'm saying? There's got to be some type of spark. There's got to be some kind of fire. There's got to be some type of fire in the in the pastor. I, I, I visit with the pastor and everything. He's a great guy. Great, great guy. But dang, I walked away with some type of a... So much... He looks like... And he, he acts like it. He's just, he's, he's just been trampled on and stomped on. His heart's been... He, he's been wounded so bad. And his heart's been just pounded into the ground. He's sitting there like a... Like a I get this feeling like it's just some type of pile of mush or something like that. And I'm looking at it and I go, oh Lord. And, and I had a burden for him and I began to pray for him. And even last night, where's the fire? There's got to be a fire Amen. from the altar. Amen. I think the Lord will do that. I think the Lord is doing that even now. The judgments are, are coming. And listen, they're going to be even more, more, more worse judgment. Even in the book of Revelation, when it talks about the vials being poured out, we're not to the vials yet. What we're experiencing now is just warning shots. I think the Lord gives us warning and, these, and, the, and, the, and the, the trumpets are being sounded, the alarms are being given. The plagues in which we suffer now are just kind of like a, a precursor to what's going to come. And they're sounding forth to us as like warnings given to us. But even in between the, the warnings and before the vials get poured out, there's all of that stuff in there about the 144,000. These guys are on fire for the Lord. They pull fire down from the altar. They're out there. They're a bunch of preaching evangelists out there that'll make the rest of us look like a bunch of dadgum weenies. And so the, the, you have these guys come up and they're raised up and they're full of the Holy Ghost. They're full of the power of God. And they go out and they pick it up off the altar and they run out into the, into the edge of the world. They run out into the midst of the people. They're crying for it. And then the, the next chapter even talks about that great uh, harvest, the, the great harvest that comes after that. But when then the, And then the judgments are being poured out upon the earth, upon the, upon the seat of Satan, and upon every, everything that's happening right now. I think, I think homosexuality is a judgment from God. I don't think we're being judged for our homosexuality. I think homosexuality is judgment. Amen. All of this. And so folks, here's the thing. That fire is going to attract some of you. But that same fire is going to also repulse some. They're going to run from it. But the Lord is the instruction. And here I prayed this prayer. Uh, I, when I was seeking, the, when the Lord gave me this word, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, is this really what I'm supposed to preach to the congregation? Or is this something you're just sharing with me? 
and at first I'm sitting there thinking, this is just for me. I'm not supposed to share this with anybody else. And now I said, no, 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 no. See, I think the Lord, the, the challenge is to all of us. Moses told Aaron, get up, run to the altar, grab the fire, and then, and then run with haste into the midst of the congregation. Stand before. Stand before the the altar. Stand before the those that are living the living and the dead. Stand out there, and and do. You see. And then look what happens here. It says, and he, in verse forty eight said, and he stood between the dead and the living, and the plagues was stayed. They stayed. Now they that died in the plagues were fourteen thousand seven hundred, besides them that died about the matter of Korah. And Aaron returned unto Moses unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and the plague was stayed. Oh, now here's the deal. If you can just, you know, I don't know what you've got to do, but if you can just go and if you can convince anybody, I'm having a hard time even convincing you. If you can convince anybody. That that we're we're under judgment. Most can't even see it. If you can convince anybody, there's going to be a seeking after the Lord, I believe. Amen. And they said because he did these things, ran to the altar, pulled fire from the altar. And I'm thinking there's got to be some kind of spark. I'm, uh, you know what I'm sitting there. It's, it's just like a Paul when Paul spoke to Timothy, to stir up the gift, the gifts that you have by the stir, the stir up the gifts by, that you receive by the laying on of my hands. That whole idea that there's a fire in there, and sometimes sometimes God just got to kind of poke a stick in it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just got to poke something in there and He's going to disrupt your life somehow. He's going to shake things up. He's going to burn. He's going to, you know how you get that fire that's just about out and there's nothing left to burning, but you stick a stick in there and then you start shaking it around and getting those coals burned up and all of a sudden, poof, you know, all of a sudden, you know, right about the time the fire's about to go out and, it, and it's about there. Right about the time the fire gets to go out, you stick a stick in it, you start stirring around, and all of a sudden the little flame kind of st- starts coming up. And when the flame comes up, you start putting dry leaves and everything on it and sticks on it. And then you got a campfire all over again. You get the fire rekindled. You get it restarted all over again. Just like Paul said, those gifts, stir up the gifts that you receive by the laying on of my hands. I'm saying that the, Lord is, that the Lord's hands is upon you. Stirring up the gifts that are in us. By the laying on of His hands, you have been ordained by God for this cause, for this purpose, for this day. If you can only see, open up your eyes. Stand up. Take the fire from the altar and run into the midst of the people. We may be able to stay this thing. And staying it does not mean that it goes away. Staying means that it's just <laughs> it's just stayed. It's there. We're in the midst of it. And the best we can do, you know what the best we can do? We can't make it go away. It, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. If certain things are inevitable. We know what the Word of God it shows us is going to happen. We know what's going to happen to this nation. This nation has already fallen. 
All we can do at this point, there's nobody that's going to save us from the fall that we are encountering right now. Our only hope is right now is to just to turn to Jesus with all love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You go grab fire from that altar. You let the Lord stir something up in you. You run out into the midst of the congregation, you know, you're and you and say, You think I'm crazy if you want to, but we're we're in a the judgment. There's 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 judgments that are coming down, there's plagues coming down. It's all from and it's all from the hand of God. God's angered. Nobody wants to hear that, do they? No, God's angered. And so, you run out and you proclaim the love of God. (laughs) You know? And the best we can do, this is the absolute best, is just to stay. Stay the storm. I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 4. Last chapter, Colossians. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Masters, verse 1. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that ye also have a master in heaven. That last part of that verse is what I want you to focus on. I don't care what your position is in life. You may be the company head. You may be the boss. You may be the bottom of the totem pole. I don't know where your position is. I don't know what your placement is, whatever. But know this. You've got a master. Amen? And His name is Jesus. Jesus is our master. And keep that in mind. That you have a master that's that's been given over you. A master in heaven. Now here's what He says in verse 2. He says, Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. This is, this is something that has a sense of urgency to it here. He says this, he, this is what He wants us to do. Continue in prayer and watch. It's that whole instruction. The Lord even gives us these instructions Himself to, to watch and pray, to watch and pray, to watch and pray. As His people, we're supposed to be about the business of watching and praying. But this, has a, this is like being alert. Pray, be alert, in the same way with thanksgiving. Give thanks for everything. You may think the thing that you're coming against right now is the worst thing that ever happened to you, but there's some good that the Lord has in purpose in it. Thank Him. And it may sound like it's impossible, and it may sound like the craziest thing you've ever that you've ever had to do, but give thanks. Give, give thanks for every little thing. Amen. And you'll be blessed. Amen. I pray over these lunch bags that the church gives away. And there's nothing in there. And I just pray over each one. I pray when I put them in there, I said, Lord, the ones who are thankful, bless them. The ones that aren't thankful, curse them. And so when I hand them a lunch bag, they hold blessings and cursings in their hand. If you can be thankful for a Vienna sausage, (laughs) the Lord will bless you even greater. Can you see that? In all things, give thanks to the Lord. Watch and pray. Be alert at all times to the things that are going on around you. Verse, verse 3, With all 
praying also for us that God would open unto us a door of utterance to speak the mysteries of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I may make make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. That's that standing between the living and the dead kind of a business. Pick it up, take it out, Pick up the fire. That word. Give us a word. You see what he's talking about there? He says, speak, speak, and give me utterance to speak. It's got to be some type of an unction coming to you from, from God, his word being in you. Give me something to speak. I'm I'm and here's one thing I'm sure of that I'm not the best speaker in the word in in the word. <laughs> I'm not that either. But <laughs> I'm not the best speaker in the world, but man, I plead with God, at least give me something to say. I may not know how to say it, but God give me something to say. And the same thing is true for each and every one. We talk about Blake having to get up and speak. The Lord will give him the words to speak. Amen? And the same thing is true with each and every one of you. You may do what? I don't know. Just come pick up from... Get some fire from the altar. Whatever it is God wants you to do, get some fire from the altar. Put some kind of something into your into your into your heart. The spirit of God, the word of God. Take that out, and the Lord will use that. He'll give you something to say. He'll give you something to speak. He says. He says, with with all praying also for us that God would open unto us doors of utterance to speak the mysteries of Christ for which I am also in bonds, that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. The times are running short. We've got to be able to redeem the time. There's other places that talk about redeeming the time. And, and all that means is that whatever time that you have, you take it and you just pull every ounce of good you can out of it. Every second matters. Every minute, everything matters. Make good use of whatever time we have left. Give, make good use of whatever time that the Lord has, has given you. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Amen? Amen. I know this is a tough message to hear. I know. I believe somehow I'm thinking God's going to open up some doors for us. New doors. I don't know what they could be. But there is a word going out from this place that you cannot hear anywhere else. You can't. And I'm thinking that somehow we've got to get the word out. And I don't know how that is. I don't know how that I don't know how that works. One way it's going to go out is through you. Is there a word going out from this place? Is there a, is there any word going out from this place? I don't know. Any utterance of God leaving these doors. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen through you. Grab some fire, would you? Grab some fire. <laughs> Handle that business, man. It'll purge you. <laughs> It'll cleanse you. There's, there's something happening here right now. 
And it may not feel very good. <laughs> it doesn't feel any good. I don't even like the way it feels. But it doesn't matter. It's good. Amen? Yeah, take some fire here. Take some fire from the altar. Take something of what you've learned. Take something of what you know. And, and, and get it out of this place. Take Get up. Grab your fire and get find you a group of people somewhere and just get right in the middle of them. Amen? Amen. Wherever it is the Lord opens up to you. I don't know, but somehow, some way, there's, there's a word, there's some kind of utterance or something has to it's got to go out from here. And I don't know how it's gonna happen. Other than that. There's no listen. Listen. It's not going out of your TV sets. It's not it's not coming over the radio waves. It's not. It's going to happen through you. I don't even know what I've just said. Anybody anybody have any thoughts here? Anything? We've got a box of coals right here on the front row. Tracks. Amen. Thank you, Barry. Bless you, my brother. <laughs> I love guys like you. That's good. See, we got to do stuff like that. Standing in line in a food bank... And you're passing out food. Real food. Spiritual food. You're not there to see what you can get. You're there to see what you can give. That's the way we've got to be. Amen? Amen. Anything else? Well, you can do that with yeah, do that with somebody. I don't know. It won't. It probably won't have me on Saturday because that'd mess me up forever. <laughs> but uh, but see, the, the, here's the thing: you don't need me. That's right. You're hindering yourself if you're waiting on me. I mean, I got my thing. I got to do. You got your thing. You've got to do. And uh, I'm willing to do anything and everything. And that's the point. Be ready. <laughs> Be ready for anything and everything, because any, anything could happen. And everything will. Strange things are going to happen. Unexpected things are going to happen. Crazy things are going to happen. And you can't get caught off guard by all that. You've got to be ready for it. Amen? Don't show up with no tracks in your pocket. <laughs> you know, grab some tracks. Whatever, but someone's got to come up here and and and, and pick up something. You got to take some, and this and this is the invitation today, man. 
I said, get up. Get up. Yeah, stand. Get up. If you don't have any fire burning in your belly, well, grab you some. And then, when we leave this place today, you take it and you 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 find you a group of people somewhere. All right, you pick you pick up you pick you up some fire, and you run out into the into the crowds, screaming your head off. Gotcha. I've said all I can say. I can't talk to you anything else. God, we love you. We're crazy. We're just fool crazy enough to believe your word, trust you. And Lord, we've been we've been uh, blessed. We can't we can't just stick our head in the in the sand and pretend like all these things are going to go away. Lord, we we pull our head out. <laughs> we stand up. God, we're going to grab some fire from the altar. We're going to run into the crowds and warn them. We're going to put uh, tracks in our pockets, God. And we're going to delve into Your Word. We're going to eat upon Your Word. We're going to... Oh, God. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I just know what... I, it's, just, it's just, God, we've got to pick it up. We've got to pick it up. Well, we've got everything else going for us. Let's just grab on to what it is You've given us and run with it. We've got to warn people, Lord. This is the, Help us to redeem the time, to make good use of our time. Help us to take that message. Help us to grab on to that and to warn others that they need to redeem their time. Terrible things happening, Lord. Plagues and judgments and wrath being poured out upon the earth. And we've not seen anything yet. This is Nothing. These are just things you give us to warn us, Lord. And so we got enough sense to know this thing. There's nobody sitting in here that's just ignorant of what's going on. Every person sitting in here can see clearly, Lord, what's going on. But we can't we can't just excuse all these things off. Lord, Lord, help us. God, we've got to we've got to pick it up here. We've got to get some kind of fire. You lay your hands upon us, Lord, and kindle the stoke the fire, Lord, uh, within us again. Whatever word we may know, and there's some in here that may not know enough verses for anything, but whatever they do know, even if it's a John three sixteen or whatever it is, crank that up in them a little bit. Anything, Lord, to get your people up. And I and I just plead with you, God, as we we're coming before your altar now. Lord, just let us take from this altar today and leave this place with something to give and to warn. Empower us, God, with Your Spirit. Strengthen us, God, for the task. Let us expect everything and anything and be ready for anything and everything. And do what You want to right now, Lord. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. What's the hymn of decision?